talking about soda. Soda. I love soda. Yeah. I am currently drinking a Boots Beverages Caramel Apple Soda. That sounds delightful. It's very good. I love apple soda. Have you ever had, like, Manzana Lift or Manzana Soul? I have not. It's like a Mexican apple soda. It's really good. This The taste of the apple comes through even better than, like, apple juice. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the true with the, those others as well. I'm currently sporting a Henry Weinhard's Root Beer Gourmet Soda Draft Style Head. You can also hear my neighbor's dog barking. Mm-hmm. He is not having this, and he's very jealous, I think. It's true. Um, he does not have glass bottle gourmet sodas. Henry Weinhardt's a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cameron and I have drank it together for many years. Many a year. We didn't do a bottle clink. Beautiful. That's good audio. All right, it's true. Look at that spike. Uh, I was drinking is not, but... No, never is. I went to Pops today, a place in Oklahoma um, that has hundreds of different styles of soda. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got this one, and I got a root beer as well, a um, Virgil's, mm-hmm. which is pretty common. Yeah, I like Virgil's. But it was a special edition Virgil's made with... It was special edition with Bavarian nutmeg. Oh, not just nutmeg. Bavarian nutmeg. And it the bottle cap was not like a cap. It was like this metal device that you like popped off, hung there, and you could put it back on. Oh, that's cool. It was. It was neat. One of my regrets in life, not one of my greatest regrets, because that's being a bit exaggeratory. And I don't do that. I never exaggerate. You are not prone to hyperbole. No. Or, I, I know it's hyperbole. Or hyperbole. Either one. But when we lived in... Boston. There was a wholesale store, kind of like Costco or Sam's, called BJ's Wholesale. I've never seen anyone inflect the T in Costco, kind of like you just did. Most people just Costco. 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 I'm going to say it how I darn well please. Just don't say it how you spray it. Anyway, or keep either going. one. Um, but one time we were there, and we, Sarah and I, my wife, we both liked Virgil's root beer but then we saw they had like a mini keg of Virgil's root beer and you got it instantly we didn't get it because we were like this is awesome but we wouldn't drink all of it what's the like we were like if we had people coming over or something like that that'd be really interesting but we didn't get it and I said this was a regret okay don't look at me like that okay (sighs) disgusting just the look of judgment on Chance's face well, I mean, that's like the kind of thing you get, and then you're like, hey, friends, I got this Come thing. Come over. Come over and help me drink this root beer. Mm-hmm. That would have been that been a good idea <laughs> if we thought about it. Um, but that's a regret. Virgil's root beer keg. Maybe someday if I can ever find it again. Actually, I'm going to look. <laughs> this is can, what the internet is for. Camera Google something. Camera Google something. While we continue talking. No, because Chance is going to Google something, too. Virgil. Oh, I said Kev? How embarrassing. Hey, I'm Root Beer Kev. Oh, is that what it looked like? Your Bavarian nutmeg? It was. Amazing. That was the Bavarian nutmeg root beer. I don't... I can't find the Virgil's mini cake. I think it was just one of those rare finds that they just must not make anymore. Anyway, Root Beer Kev, that's our new character here on this show. Root beer Kev. He knows all the root beers. He's like, you guys and your mainstream root beers. No, he doesn't talk like that. He kind of talks like this. Yo, what's up? I'm root beer Kev. Here to talk to you guys about the latest and greatest in root beer uh, fashions and styling. He smokes a lot. Oh. Or he did. He's quit. 
trying to live a healthier life, but it's really wreaked havoc on him. And I don't know if that's a Brooklyn or a. It's, it's not a good accent, but you know, it is. It's his voice. We don't. We don't want to be mean to him. I want to be mean to him. So yeah, it's me. It's Ruby or Kev. Ruby or Kev. Kev is stupid. <laughs> How dare you? I'm gonna do this show, with Cameron. You kicked off. Ruby or Kevin. Cameron coming on the show talking about Boy Meets World. You've never seen an episode of Boy Meets World. You don't know. I you do. Know you life. were born five seconds ago. Rory and uh, Chewbacca. <laughs> Rory and Chewbacca, you say. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that their names? Those crazy kids in love. Dean could be a Chewbacca. Who? Dean. Who's Dean? Rory and Dean. Oh. He is very tall. He is very tall. He's not as lovable as Chewbacca. No, Dean sucks. You know, this actually brings up one interesting thing. The root beer... Think straight men are very obsessed with Ryan Reynolds right now. Wait, can you repeat what you just said? The internet thinks that straight. You said men... the root beer thinks. That oh straight well, men. that's why I was so confused. That too, <clears throat> it's in my brain. The internet thinks that straight men are very obsessed with Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I've never been obsessed with Ryan Reynolds. No, same. It's never been a thing. Although Idris Elba and Jensen Ackles, the other brother in uh, Supernatural, they I will yes into them. That that's a man crush right there. Mm-hmm. They're both worthy of that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've never followed much of Jensen's he's work. A, he's a delight. He owns a brewery in Austin, Texas. Bishop Cider Company. If only it was Bishop, oh, Bishop Cider Company. What a colliding of the stars. Still on, still on that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jensen, get at us. I think you're like one of the perfect male specimens. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna show you a picture. I know what he looks like. Well, but I'm gonna show you a different picture, one you haven't seen. All right, everyone, just hold on. Here he comes. He's just a delight. I don't type fast, okay? Okay. Chance is 2021. 20, you can just literally talk to your phone. Show me Jensen Ackles. No, it's it's not just any picture. You gotta get Look, the right picture. Look, there he is. Picture. Boy, that was so hard. There he is. Oh, as red, um, the red hood. I like that. He's a I good mean, looking man as the red hood. He's he's fine. You have no taste. Well, no, you do have taste, because Yggdrasil, Elba. Yeah, what's not to love about him? He's gonna be the voice of Knuckles in the next Sonic movie. How very strange. Which I've never seen the first Sonic movie. But maybe I should. If... You know, if Victor Zelda's involved, I'm probably there for it. Watched the new Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. He was He's the best part one. of it. He was the best part of it. It was it was pretty good. I never thought I'd see a live-action Star of the Conqueror, so that was a thing. Yeah. Star was the villain of that movie. That's fun. It is fun. A little surprise. I think I knew that, actually. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Jensen Ackles, Victor Zelda, you're beautiful men. Come Ryan on the Reynolds. show. You seem nice. Yeah, you're fine. I mean, you're much more attractive than either of us. Yeah, so we're, who are we to judge? But, but you know, I feel like this is a fitting conversation given this episode. It's true. It's true. Although, we have no gay panic, as this episode should probably be called Boy Meets Gay Panic. <laughs> we can talk about that when we get into it, because I feel like we're just sort of blurring the line between the cold open and actually starting. You started it. I know I started it, but we started it. Well, we'll start it now. Brought to you by Cinnabon, unless someone real decides to sponsor us.
This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. You really liked my answer. I did. I, when I was thinking, I was like, this is going to be the, the sponsor. And it reminds me of a story. Okay. A story right out the gate. When we... We don't even know how we are, and we're doing a story. The year was 2012. This is a one-man show. He is in a turtleneck. <laughs> the wind was a cold, howling, windy thing. Like um, the cold howl of wind the cold howl of wind it was actually i remember this because it was the day the world was supposed to end according to the mayan calendar a lot of people said yes. not really but the people were like this is the end of the world so it was like what was that december december something something 2020 2012 2012 2012 way in the future <laughs> we don't got to worry about it for a while um but a new Schlotsky's restaurant opened in our town, where we lived at the time. In Boston. No, this is in Stillwater. Oh, yes. And we'd heard on the radio, because this is when we listened to the radio, that the first 50 people in line would win free Schlotsky's for a year. And it was also a Cinnabon. Yes. So you had to purchase a six-pack of Cinnabon and be one of the first 50 people to do so. And you would get free sandwiches for a year. And so I did that. And it was so cold. And while I did it, I was reading the book Cold Days. Oh, yeah. Because it had just come out around that time, I want to say. And so that's what I always associate with Cinnabon is freezing my literal Cinnabons off while waiting to buy some to get free sandwiches for a year. I remember when you did that. Why didn't I do that? I don't know. Because you hate me, I guess. I probably had to work. That's probably true. You're probably cycle counting. That's probably cycle counting. That would make the most sense. Yep, but I did that. Had a Cinnabon. Cinnabons are all right. Yeah, they're good. I, I've been... My, my donut of choice right now has been a cinnamon twist. Mm, my donut of choice for the past year or so has been an apple fritter. Mm, it's a good choice. It's a it's a fine donut. But anyway, how are you? How the heck are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm very tired. Spent the day at a lake. Uh-huh. Not like a cool lake, like that people like ride boats around and stuff, but like our local lake. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lake Dirty Bird. Yeah. You weren't at Lake Dirty Bird. I wasn't. It's really called Lake Thunderbird, but apparently it's pretty gross. This lake was pretty gross, too. I mean, we had a lot of fun. It was fun playing in the water. There was sand at a swimming beach, and that was fun. But it was also just kind of gross. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of fun, but I feel gross. I need a shower. Yeah, you do. I was going to say. No, I really can't tell. Um, yeah, I'm also very tired. School started this week. Mm-hmm. For me as well. So last night I was... Friday nights I tried to edit our lovely show for the next week. And uh, got about 30 minutes in and fell asleep in the chair... At about 9.15. Just conked right out. Wow. I, my night job keeps me from doing that. It does. You should really look into not having one of those so you can conk out at 9.15. Tell the U.S. economy that things are too expensive, and I will. That's true. It's not your fault. It's not a moral It's not a moral deficit to have more than one job. It's not. As some might say, like Ben Shapiro. He thinks it's a moral He says deficit. it's like a moral failing if you have to have more than one job in some... But he's an idiot. He's, so. he's fairly close to like he's fairly close on to something, but probably not what he's. Yeah, meaning. the moral failure. He's saying it's on the people that have to work, not on the system that makes you have to work. Huh? Why? I don't know. I don't understand that man. Huh? Now I'm gonna have to be thinking about this. Anyway. Anyway, pay your teachers, yes, but all of your all school your workers. workers. Not even just your school workers. Workers in general. It's true. We paras do a lot during the day. They do. Like a lot. Couldn't do it without them. Actually, I've never had one, but I know other people couldn't do it without you. It's true. I promise you, we deal with more poop and vomit than any other school workers 
out there. Certainly more than me. Mm-hmm. Though I and I work in a high school. I don't think... No, I have not... This is my fifth year of teaching, fifth grade, so like 11 years old. I have not had one year where a student has not pooped themselves. Well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's just kind of funny, one of those little fun facts. I wonder who it's going to be this year. Just got a new class, I should make a little board. <laughs> have, have like a little uh, have the betting, student, a betting book. Have the students bet on which of their some, classmates. What are the odds of who's going to be the one to poop their pants this year? <laughs> I know what's happened. I'm trying to think who it was that third year. Who was it? I'm not going to say their name, but I know what happened. Alvin Kinkler? It was Alvin Kinkler. Little scamp. He did it on purpose to really tick me off. I've never... Er- that was the class... That third year class was the class that someone would have pooped their pants to spite me. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Fair enough. They were... They were something special. Yeah. I believe it. I believe it. So anyway, pay, pay your pairs more. Yeah. Make sure kids can go to the bathroom. Yeah. It, and to be clear, these are not situations where I wasn't letting kids go to the bathroom so they poop their pants. Mm-hmm. It was like a variety of situations. Mm-hmm. But it just always seems to happen. More than I ever thought it would. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. At least once a day at the high school, someone wets themselves and not even in the sped world. I mean, those are high school students. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> anyway. As you probably guessed, this is a show... About Boy Meets World. Not about kids pooping their pants. When this boy meets world. Yeah, the theme song probably gave it away. Also the fact that it's in the title of the show. And this probably isn't your first episode. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say if you're listening to this, you've probably listened to some others. Yeah. That's I mean, if it is your first time, welcome. Yeah. We're glad you're here with us. Did you think this was a show about people confronting the pandemic? Boy Meets yeah, we'd World like to, Fever? Yeah, we'd like to get some feedback on the name. <laughs> we named it. Before all of this happened. It's true. It was just very poor timing when we finally started releasing episodes. Actually, this show has never existed outside of a global pandemic. So in a lot of ways, it kind of is two boys meeting the world fever. Mm -hmm. This was our response to it, which was every white guy's response. Start a podcast. Start a podcast. (laughs) But ours has lasted. Those other white guys. Yeah, they suck. They suck. No, I'm sure they're not. I mean, I'm sure they're just people. They're normal people. They probably think that not that equating a vaccine card to a Jewish star in World War II is an okay thing. They're not good people. <laughs> those, those ones. Yes. I'm sure there are some that are fine. Yes. But we don't do that here on Boy Meets World Fever. We think sometimes hyperbole like that is really wrong. And anti-Semitic. Mm, delicious root beer. So, here we are. <clears throat> Episode... 412. An affair to forget. An affair to forget. How about I give us a, a sin up? Give us that And then synop. we can just dive right in. I'm diving go, in. I'm going deep in over my head. I want to be caught in the rush. Tossed in the flow. In over my head. I want to go. The river's deep. The river's wide. The river's water is life. So sink or swim. Diving in. He's diving in. Whoa. Uh, anyway, there's some random Stephen Curtis Chapman for all of you. Some of you know who that is. Yeah, we some live of in the you Bible are Belt. Like, what the heck? What the heck is happening on this show? Throwing it to you for the why, why on earth did I start on this episode? Is what some people are saying to themselves <laughs> right now. And to you, I say, buckle up. We'll get there. We have busy lives, and this is like the one time a week that we get to really see each other mm-hmm. and sing some Stephen Curtis Chapman uh-huh. songs. We we talk a lot. Saddle up your horses. Okay. 
Anyway, <laughs> an affair to forget. So Sean has been dumped by his girlfriend, Jennifer. And Corey, in an attempt to cheer him up, starts talking about all the things he never liked about Jennifer. And then Sean kind of gets a little backbone and goes to confront her and tell her off. And then she, seeing what's happening, gets back with Sean, says it's not time to be done. And then over the course of really just a moment almost, tells Sean he has to decide between her and between Corey. Hilarity ensues. There's yeah, there's funny. It's in pretty funny. The other side of the coin, which I think is also very funny, mm-hmm. is Eric decides to write a one-woman show. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Eric Matthews, look at me, look at me. A one-woman show. A one-woman show. <laughs> uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's so funny. What are your general thoughts on this episode before we get started? Um, it's an episode rooted almost entirely in the gay panic. So See, I don't necessarily agree. All the jokes are, what if they're gay? But is that gay panic? I want my own room. That is the one line. I agree with you there. But also, I'm not just trying to make excuses. You could read that as like, you're insane. I want my own room to get away from your insanity. Not, I want my own room because you love a boy. You could justify it that way, but knowing what was going on at the time, you can't say it's that way. But all the jokes are, (laughs) this is funny because they're acting gay. Yeah, but I feel like other episodes of the show come out as like, no, like even just a few episodes ago, Corey's like, I brought you flowers. Is that like, okay? And Sean's like, that's not okay. And here, there's none of that. Other than Eric's one line. I was about to say Eric's one line. Other than Eric's one line. We're not really met with that same level of like, this is this is uncomfortable. This isn't I, manly or masculine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a turning point in the show where more of the like bromance between Corey and Sean is really played up. Yeah. I think this is maybe one of the lesser offenders of a gay panic episode. But again... The crux of every joke is, it's funny because they're acting gay. And that's reads... It's also very sweet, though. (laughs) Well, there is a lot of sweet, but that's not... We're not laughing at the sweet. I am. I choose to laugh at the sweet. Um, And we will get a far worse and more blatant version of this next season. Um, Stop it, your boys. Well, stop it, your boys, yes. It is that episode, and it's pretty much that whole episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... There will be a re- recurring joke. How are Corey and Topanga? Great. Better than ever. When they kiss, he likes it, right? Um, so that episode, all the jokes are kind of the same as this one, and they will do it a lot worse and a lot more blatant. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that more negative about it all undertone isn't there, except for Eric yes. in his one line. Eric's one line is very bad. Um, and no, they're not being negative about it, but they are treating like queerness as like a punchline i suppose you're right and maybe maybe Corey and sean on the spectrum of sexuality aren't fully straight it's fine just having a having a good time yeah they're fine i am not i'm only docking the episode a little bit for all all the gay panicky it feels um because it is very funny Uh it's a good time but pretty much start to finish the episode would not play today. Not even because of PC culture, just because, like, homosexuality is so much more like... I feel like it would be like, so what if they are into each other? Like, who... Who cares? Who cares? It kind of makes sense that they would be, actually. hmm Yeah. And I mean, I feel like just... 
there's like an undertone, not an un, there's a specifically loud overtone of like stuff today, stuff back then, they wouldn't make it today because cancel culture or mm-hmm. PC, whatever. But it's also just like the general discussion of things has changed over time. Like the discourse has changed. Yeah. What's generally viewed like comedy has changed and just kind of across the board. So like, no, it wouldn't get made today. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean like it's a bad thing or that it's a good thing. Now, like what's what would be made today is some like it's just like culturally the the value is different because the time is different. So what's valued is different. Yeah, it's kind of like the there. I feel like comedy used to really lean on this joke of like young black boys can run forever. We're like that kid from Kenya can run forever. I felt like that was like a recurring joke in a lot of like sitcoms and things. And like it's just not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. Like we know that like black people don't have extra muscles in their legs or anything. Like that's not a thing. And we know that like if they can run forever it's because they've practiced yeah. doing such things. Yeah, or they seem to be able to run forever because we as Americans are lazy are and lazy. can't run yep. at all. It's just not like guilty. It's just not like funny anymore Mm -hmm. like it's not cancel culture it's not like it's not anything it's just it's just like be better at your jokes yeah like it's not it's not funny Mm -hmm. comedy has evolved past tim the tollman taylor going Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny a little bit it's it's still kind of funny a little bit yeah we've evolved as a species Mm. and anyway we're gonna go into this and scene by scene talk about what happens and give our opinions upon it why would we do that? Because this is a rewatch podcast, and that's what they do on those. Wait, that's what we do? Mm-hmm. Wow. And sometimes we tell 50, the same jokes we did like three episodes ago. 56 episodes in, and I didn't even know. But yeah, but it was you doing my part last time, uh-huh. right? No, I said it both times. I was like, and now we're going to do this. <laughs> um, oh, that's right. <laughs> I was like, thank you, you for the run. really just made fun of me. <laughs> you and uh, I think that was when... Um, I think it was Dinky, right? It was either Nikki or it was when um, Justin was on. Who was one of the I think it was Justin, because I was in the middle and just getting bagged on by both sides. (laughs) Just rude. (laughs) You come on my show, you try to step to me? Well, but they were allying with me. I know. He's trying to step to me (laughs) on my show. It's my show, too. It's our show. We're both on the picture. It's true. More or less. So anyway, Sean and Jennifer have broken up. And we see Jennifer over there talking to some guys. And Topanga comes up and she's like talking with Corey about it. Yes. She's like, he's, she seems to be moving on pretty fast. And Well, she doesn't know that they've broken up. Right? Uh-huh. Or like, why is she talking to them over there? And then Corey's like, well, Jennifer broke up with Sean. But you can't keep Sean down. And then the camera kind of pans down and Sean's on the floor. Yeah. He's like, get up, Sean. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's slumped, like, as far as one can slump. Uh-huh. You can't keep Sean down. Get up, Sean. <laughs> she dumped me. She dumped me good. Mm-hmm. He's, then he says the line, makes a nice Godfather reference. Look what they did to my boy. Yes. <laughs> Look what she did to my boy. They massacred my boy. <laughs> Have you seen the video? I saw it on Twitter where there's a woman saying those lines, but as Marge Simpson. No. Let me see if I can find them. Why? It's just so funny. Okay. Just trust me. Gamera Google something again. Not in the cold open this time. Look at how they massacred my boy. (laughs) (laughs) Look at how they massacred my boy. (laughs) 
That was funny, but your l- reaction to it was even funnier. <laughs> Look at how they massacred my boy. I can't do a good Marge Simpson. Just gets me every time. Look what they did to my boy. Um, yeah, and then, like I said, Corey's trying to cheer Sean up. He's just talking about how much he never really liked Jennifer. She's really mean. Mm-hmm. Her nose is fake. Yes. Uh, it's, it's worth, if you're not one of our watchers, people who watch the show along, um, Jennifer's like a very tall, uh-huh. very athletically built blonde. Uh-huh. Um, so she's very coded in what she's wearing and just in her appearance is like a Alicia Silverstone and Clueless kind of, mm-hmm. like just a rich, I don't know, rich girl. Uh-huh, yeah, Topanga's even just like, look at her over there. Like, like she's tall, tall, she's beautiful. Her red convertible. She's like, oh heck, I'd go out with her. Yeah. Just like, she's just like this, the it girl, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then Corey's like, nose, plastic. Just yeah. like her personality. Yeah. Um, really just trying to make Sean feel better. Yeah, he probably didn't like her. Well, but I, I don't or maybe he's indifferent to her. Yeah. Probably more of that, because knowing Sean's relationships, they probably weren't together for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another instance with, like, Dana, where we see him being really broken up when he gets dumped. But probably when he does the dumping, he doesn't really think about it. Yeah, 100% true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Corey's just doing a great job of cheering his buddy up, and he gets up, and he gets the courage to tell off the person who broke his heart. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think you're conceited. And... And something about your nose. Something about my nose? And she, like, grabs her nose. Mm-hmm. She was, like, genuinely concerned. Yeah. Um, this is bad on two fronts, but very funny. Uh-huh. Don't cheer up your friends by belittling someone else. Tell Sean how great he is and how awesome he is. Mm-hmm. That's, there's a way to go about it and a way not to go about it. Yeah. Terrence. And in classic Corey fashion, he chooses the road he should not have taken. Yeah. Yeah. 100% true. Um, just don't do it. It may seem like a good idea to bash your your buddy's ex, but like you don't need any more tearing people down in this world. Yeah, that doesn't help anybody. Yeah, you got it. Second, if your buddy does do that for you, don't go to the girl and tell <laughs> say it. And she's like, "Who said something about my nose?" And he like looks over at Corey, <laughs> and then this is what I love. Part of me wants to really not like Jennifer, but when I see her face in this moment, she like looks and sees Corey and then looks back at Sean and you just see her running the calculus in her mind of what she can do to just ruin him. Mm-hmm. And I just really like that. Yes. The calculations that Jennifer is running is, it's good acting. It's mm-hmm. good acting. The person who is acting her is doing well. Um, she's and not a nice person. No, she's not. Well, you know, we don't, actually know that she like got back with sean to get back at Corey. the episode can definitely be read that way Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily true you're right it's not necessarily true but i think it's definitely wanting us to maybe assume that yes however following the episode just as is Mm -hmm. the next episode with Corey is maybe a lot more like damning if I may say, than Jennifer's calculation face. So, getting there real quick. Jennifer and Sean walk by. The next episode? Next scene. Okay, I was like trying to think. Jennifer's next episode, B&B's b and B. I was like, what does that have to do with any of this? No, no. The next scene, uh, the next scene with Corey is probably more damning than anything Jennifer does. Uh-huh. So to get there, 
uh, Jennifer like seduces Sean into. Uh-huh. She's like, who who said that? He's like Corey, son of Amy and Alan, grandson yeah. of. She kisses him. He tells. <laughs> How would you sell out my nana? Yeah. <laughs> Sean. Sean is not my MVP for this episode, but he's very funny <laughs> the entire time. He's like, who said these bad, bad things? He's like, I don't think I should tell you that. And then she like gives him a really intense kiss. He's like, Corey Matthews, son of Alan and Amy, grandson of Nana and Sam. Uh-huh. How could you sell out my Nana? <laughs> and, and then they, they walk away, mm-hmm. arm in arm, and then she turns and yeah. hisses and claws out. To Corey. And Corey is like, what do you think that means? <laughs> Topanga, nothing good for you. Yeah. So that's the end. And then he gets to Chubby's. Uh-huh. And Sean is there with a plate in front of him. It just, now that I'm really paying attention, how skinny these tables are really bugs me. Uh-huh. Like, why, what, what is the point? Yeah. <laughs> why do you even have a table? But anyway. Um, and this is where... I'm thinking, like, you could read this episode, and probably should read this episode, is actually all Corey's fault. Because he sits down and he's like, what does it mean when your girlfriend looks at someone and goes, and she's just being playful. She was just being playful, which is actually a valid argument. Maybe Uh she was. You haven't talked to her yet. Uh But he goes, no, she wasn't being playful. She's Zathrak, the demon lord. (laughs) Zathrak the undead. Yeah, Zathrak the undead. Anticipating my head meat. Yes. Well, he's like, a bu- I think she's Zathrak the Undead trying to, uh, like, size up my brain and uh-huh. cut, chop it off so she can get at my... Get at my head meat. Meat. And he goes, I don't think you should continue. Well, maybe I'm just not wise. Uh-huh. I don't think it's wise of you to continue. Maybe I'm not wise. And she's right behind him. Walks up and he's like, it's Zathrak checking out my head meat, right? Corey, stop insulting people. Uh-huh. You gotta stop this, Corey. Like, it was fine when you did it the first time. Still not the best choice, but it's understandable. You get it. But why are you just bashing a dude's girlfriend? Mm -hmm. Why not just... To his face and potentially to her face. Yeah. And just like a simple... Maybe she was just being playful. And I really didn't mean those things. I was just trying to cheer you up. Yeah. Problem solved. Problem solved. But then there's no episode. Well, but Corey is being a bad person here. And I, I know that, like, things like this, like, the miscommunication between Corey and Topanga has to happen so that the 400-pound wrestler episode can, right, go off. Uh-huh. But none of those are Corey being a bad person. This is Corey, like, actively being a mm-hmm. bad person. He should have said I those things, and then we just get more of Eric in his one-man show. I, absolutely, yes. He's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. And then she she's there behind me, isn't she? Let me apologize to her, too. Yeah. That part's over. Get off to Eric. Yes. And, I mean, we would have been less rough for it, because there's lots of funny things coming up. Mm-hmm. But I just don't In like... In terms of conflict, it could have been yeah, resolved just like that if Corey wasn't just the worst. Yeah, or, like, the writers could have actually painted... Corey as the victim and he's he tries to apologize to Jennifer and she doesn't mm-hmm. like accept it but instead without any communication the next thing is him insulting her again so of course she's mad yeah and then she basically takes Sean and starts making out with him to get him to do what she wants yes he she's like we you're, this thing's never gonna work if we don't cut out influences in our lives that don't want it to work it's like i'm not sure i see it that way and she like pushes him down onto the uh, booth and kisses him and when they sit back up suddenly everything is so clear <laughs> yeah <laughs> suddenly, every, 
they sit back up and and he's like i just don't know jennifer and she goes in for another kiss but this time instead of falling parallel they like lock lips as an x and like slide down uh-huh and i i probably spent way too much time thinking of the logistics of well, like, sort of like becomes the spider-man alleyway yes sort of thing but both of their knees like have to be on the ground. Uh, yeah their bodies aren't comfortable but they're just like the way they just fall <laughs> out of frame it's just like uh-huh huh sort of like a, like a tent that you don't lock properly into place and, and it, it sort of just falls falls flat and Corey and Sean's like, Corey, can I see you a minute? <laughs> he's like, you're a really good debater. <laughs> yeah. He says, you know what? You're a really good debater. And then he's like, Corey, can I see you a minute? Maybe this is good news. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you were a jerk. No good news here. <laughs> this joke is my favorite in the entire episode, though. Oh, maybe this is good news. <laughs> like, cuts to the next scene. Topanga's there. Get up, Corey. <laughs> he um, dumped me. He dumped me good. And I thought, oh, maybe this is good news. <laughs> he dumped me good. Um, and then we cut to Amy and Alan are coming in. And mm-hmm. Eric is home. And he's like, coming home at this hour, it's 11 o'clock. I was worried sick. I called the police and had Feeney out leading the search. And they're like, really? Nah, I didn't even know you were gone. <laughs> Do you have a nice time? It's just really funny. It was. It was a good joke. Um, I didn't even know you were gone. <laughs> what? I didn't even know you were gone. Yeah, I didn't even know you were gone. It's a very Eric joke, like, and not bad Eric. Uh-huh. Which we got in the Turkey Day episode. Mm, real bad Eric. This was good Eric. Swipe or no swiping, Eric? Come on. Mm-hmm. Stop being bad Eric. Yeah. Just pick a lane. Yeah. This seemed, He's in a good lane in this episode. He is. For the most part. Minus that I want my own room yeah. line. Yeah, and the just... Insane amount of arrogance, but... Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know. That's Eric. Just white male confidence. I have so much to say about his show. I can't wait until we get there. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, oh, what'd you guys go see? Oh, we went to see a, a show. Oh, big musical extravaganza? Oh, just a one-woman show. Oh, so juggling? Yeah, juggling. No, we... I couldn't afford a real show. <laughs> we... Well, we sat there for three hours and listened to this woman tell the remarkable story about her life. Couldn't afford a real show, Dad. <laughs> and then he sees the ticket and he's like, $30? Um, just like, that's insane. Yeah, and he, they're like, and it filled up a 300-seat theater. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, $300? Or 300 times 30? $30 times 300? That's like 300 times 30. <laughs> <laughs> And then this gets the idea in his head. Uh-huh. Which, when you think about it, is only $9,000. I mean, you think about, that's the cost for the tickets for the venue, which you're also paying for the venue space, mm-hmm. for the people that are working there, for all the equipment. If you, I mean, it's just a one-woman show, so it's not a big technical production. Mm-hmm. We probably have crew, some people doing stuff. Like, $9,000 isn't that much. Mm-hmm. That's gonna go. That's gonna go fast. Yeah, yeah, it will. Um, yeah, she's probably not making like a ton of money, but it's that's why concession stands are important. It's true. She theaters will negotiate like part of the box office revenue or like a flat rental fee uh-huh. generally. Um, so if she negotiated a flat rental fee and only brought along like two people to do setup or something, 
Mm-hmm. You could be doing okay. Yeah, she could. She could probably be only taking home about half of that. So nine thousand dollars. Forty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. So forty five hundred. Probably two well, shows a day for three. For months. Yeah. So she's doing all right, but it's not like buku no. bucks. Yeah, she's not rolling in it, but I mean, she's making. She's making she's money. She's doing all right. Um, but yeah, this puts the idea in Eric's head. Like, oh, oh, this is a thing, people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So cut to cut to the next scene. He's at the kitchen table with the laptop. Yeah, one finger typing. One just. Mm. So you and I have fancied ourselves writers. We have written uh-huh. nothing that anyone nothing can, any good. Um, nothing from me, at least. <laughs> we may have written something good, but nothing that's out like out there for people to purchase. But we have written. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine how long it would take to cherry pick. 400 pages <laughs> i mean i'm just i know what the longest thing i've ever written is so i'm gonna look at it real quick and just see how many pages it is because it took me literal months of doing it almost as a full-time job oh, i can't wait okay let's see word count so it's sixty-three thousand words wow thousand yeah sixty-three thousand words <clears throat> with three zeros Oh, impressive. Uh, it's the longest thing I ever wrote. It was the second draft of a book I wanted to write, um, which I think amounts to 26 chapters. doesn't have a page count, but it's single-spaced. But I promise you it's not getting anywhere near mm-hmm. 400 pages. That would have taken forever. Yeah, it just like the idea of thinking about it is just amazing to me. Yeah, I can't find a page count. I thought there was one on here. Right. But, but that's a lot, and to do it... It's going to take a long time. It's going to take forever. <laughs> like Maybe as he got more in the rhythm, um, he got faster. But then Corey comes down and is talking to him. He's like, what are you working on? <clears throat> and he like, reads it. Eric Matthews, look at me, look at me, a one-woman show. He's like, oh, oh, you see here, this would say man. Yes. <laughs> you got to change that. Man. One man show. And he's like, let me bounce this off you. No, let me bounce this off you. And he throws the <laughs> the screenplay at Eric. Which is a very good yeah. brother sort of moment. Yeah. He's like, are you are you insane? Like, who would, who would read this? Who would care? Uh-huh. He's just like, I have all of these stories and life experience. So I just need to sit down. And here they come. And he's just like, <laughs> and they ex- wake up, ex- damn you. He's like, <laughs> he says... I, I, re- I really like his response. He's like, oh, they'll care. They're, they'll care because I'm a human being. <laughs> With these experiences ready to explode off the page. Uh-huh. Explode, damn you. Wake up. <laughs> Wake <damn> up. <laughs> Which I think is one of the first cusses we've had on this show. I think yeah. Feeney has once. Yeah, they've done a couple of Ds. Which, I mean, in this modern era, is that even a cuss? That's nothing. Um, at one time when Feeney came out, he's like, what the hell are we looking at? Yeah. When Amy and Alan were like staring up into space. Oh yeah, at the It's Terrible to Be a Grocer episode. Uh-huh. One of the many. <laughs> the only job I ever hated was that job at the grocery store. Not an episode goes by that we don't come back to that and just how stupid it is. Grocers. Yuck. Anyway. Um, uh-huh. Then the phone rings mm-hmm. when Eric gets in. He's like, Dory? No, there's no Dory here. And then Corey's like, oh, that's for me. And so he goes and gets it, and it's, he's like, Sean? It's Dawn. Uh, oh, so Jennifer's there. Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) 
part killed me. You're like, okay, okay, Dory, Dawn, Jennifer. <laughs> and the fact that Jennifer's not even there. And they're using code, and Corey has to use code words too. It's just. Jennifer. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. She might be listening in. She's powerful. She is. She's very powerful. Her daddy can probably wiretap something. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know. But yeah, so. Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer. Um, oh, dance. Oh, Dameron. <laughs> Dameron's not a bad one. No, that's not, that's not bad. Dance isn't great. No. But there's also the H, so should it be like dance? Dance. That's better. That's better. Dance. Dolan and Dash. Dara. Dara works. Yeah. Dash is fun. Dolan is not Dolan bad. is okay. Um, anyway, yes, Cameron's whole family will be changing their names mm-hmm. effective immediately. I already just I just sent off the paperwork to the government. Mm-hmm. It said Dear Dear Doe Biden. Doe Biden. Doe Biden. Damila Daris. Damila Please, please change my name. Man, I'm so sad we don't have a guest on this episode like Danya or Dalden. Mm-hmm. I miss them. I wonder what they're up to. I just wanted to say their names. I think you. it's a big wrestling event this evening, so I'm sure our friend is busy. It's true. Although he does not do wrestling often anymore. Well, this is a big one. This is the Summer Slam Chance. The Summer Slam Jam? Sure. It's time to slam jam, slam jam. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, I thought you were singing Space Jam. It and is. I was like, it's not part of a Space good Jam. Job. There's a whole point. Welcome to the slam. Uh huh. If you yeah. want a jam, yeah. There's no slam jam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, there is. No, there's not. It's in the rap. I think I know every single word to that, and that is not in there. Okay, we're listening to Space no, Jam. No, we'll do that later. Stop it. <laughs> this is insane. We're like Eric writing a one-woman show. Look at me. Look at me. We need to listen to Space Jam. No, No, we can't. By the Quad City DJs. We can't. I draw the line. We can't keep coming up with things to take us away from from our chosen purpose. We are burdened with glorious purpose right now. We are burdened with glorious purpose. And looking up the lyrics to Space Jam. See if it says Slam Jam, thank you ma'am. Yes. Which I assert it does not. He only knows the chorus, people. He only knows the chorus. I hate you were looking it up. <laughs> I knew we were going to look it up. I was going to listen to it, but... We don't have that kind of time. There's only one time where he says slam jam. Because it's a slam jam. He never says thank you, ma'am. Slam bam. Thank you, ma'am. Oh. I told you. That is so... That is so a win for me, not you. No. <coughs> I got win one, for me. I got one letter wrong, Damron. Oh, pants. Oh, Jamrin. <laughs> Slam Jamrin. Thank you, Mamrin. <laughs> I knew that there was a Slam something. Slam Thank you, Bam. Thank you, man. Get on the floor and jam. QCD on the microphone. Girl, you got me in the zone. Come on, come on and start the game. Yeah. Look who's keeping us off track now. <laughs> I'm just going to bask in victory over here. Nope. He doesn't have it because he was wrong, too. I had one letter wrong. Yeah, it's an important letter. And the words that came out of your mouth were, they don't say thank you, ma'am. You're right. It's just so... You have to turn in your Quad City DJ's fan card. Here it is. Rifle through my wallet. (laughs) My badge and my gun. (laughs) You were one day from retirement. (laughs) 
this close to my pension. Could have been at the racetrack with gender. So, Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer. 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 Uh, it's a there... very funny phone call. Uh, yeah, clearly. I'll, I won't bring it up again, but this the joke of this all like banks on, oh, it's funny because they're acting gay. Mm-hmm. Or they're acting like they're in a relationship. Which, again, not the best look now. But when Corey goes off and he's like, I just don't think you should be doing this. I don't think you should be letting this girl keep your best friend away from you. And he's like, Sean, are you there? Yeah, I was just I was just listening to your voice <laughs> and thinking about the good old days. <laughs> I love it so much. It's very funny. And then over there, like, we have to meet. Like, I have to see you. But where? It's like tomorrow in the library. So they do that, and then they're both like, I gotta go. And then they kind of wait a second, and they both kind of look. Like, at the same time, it's a split screen. So Sean's on the left, and Corey's on the right, and they're talking on the phone. And they just both kind of like... Is he still there? Is he still there? Can I hear him breathing? (laughs) And it's just so funny. Yeah, it's just listening to your voice and thinking about the good old days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's it's very funny. so good. Um, And then he turns around, and Eric's just sitting there staring at him, looking contemplative. Mm-hmm. And he just looking, and Eric says, "I want my own room." Yeah, not a good joke. Um, and then that scene's over, and uh-huh. we cut to we cut to a library, a library. We've never been here before, though. Upon closer inspection, it is just Feeney's classroom <laughs> with some bookcases, <laughs> with like three bookcases. Isn't it always a classic section and a few tables? <laughs> I was looking and I was like, they didn't even take the stuff off of Feeney's wall. <laughs> like they really don't. They put a lot. They put a a book in the be- bookcase in the back, so we know it's a library from the table looking back. They put the the bookcase that they talk around, and then there's a bookcase or at least a picture of a bookcase. I couldn't. I cannot couldn't verify on the other side to make it look like there are books on the other side of Corey. <laughs> but it is just Feeney's classroom. Uh huh. And so Sean is sitting there with a Cinnabon. With a Cinnabon. Waiting for Corey. And then he put a blue bow on it and a C. And a C. He was just so excited. Um, And then who should walk up but dinner for herself. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, what what am I doing here? What are you doing? With a Cinnabon. This this Cinnabon? Yeah, the one with the little blue bow and a C on it. Oh, it stands for good to see you. No, C, I knew you'd see, be oh, here. Oh, that's right. C, I knew you'd be here. <laughs> and uh, he slides it over to her. Um, and she's very... She takes a bite. She's pleased it as punch. Yeah, she's having a great time. And then Topanga walks up. Mm-hmm. He's like, Topanga, this is Jennifer. And they just both go, hi. Yeah, they, they do this like... It's like this weird, almost catty yeah, like, thing. <laughs> hi. Uh-huh. Their voices change. Yeah. Is there a story there, you think? I think it's a stereotype. Uh-huh. Just kind of like these two sort of dominant in their own... Yeah, like... Areas. The hottest girls school. in school, but they don't really hang out with each other. They, they're they kind of like seen as peers. Mm-hmm, but maybe they're rivals. Yeah. That's what I think is going on here. I think this is the joke being told. Uh-huh. Yeah, it definitely just kind of plays off of that sort of stereotype but she Topanga tells Sean that there's something in the classic section you know old favorites Mm -hmm. he might find interesting 
he's like, I'm going to go check out that book. Apparently, Jennifer is the densest person on the entire planet. <laughs> but, okay. Um, so he goes over there and he pulls some books aside. Mm-hmm. And there's Corey mm-hmm. on the other side. And so they're talking. Those, like, those classic... Encyclopedia bo- books. Oh, well, I was going to say those classic bookshelves where you pull them off and you uh-huh. can see, see through the other side. So I guess the other side is just, just like... the book. You see the... Not the spines, but the, the pages. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but yeah, Corey's on the other side, and he's like, I thought you'd come alone. You know who wouldn't hear of it. <laughs> what he's what? So. Uh, and he's like, hey, the cinnamon was for me. And Ryder Strong's face, when he's like, Corey. <laughs> it's just, again, the joke is they're acting like they're in a relationship or that they're, um, what's the word for forbidden? Like Forbidden. <laughs> sure like they're forbidden lovers uh-huh. i think that's just the term no there's a word for it star no star cross lovers isn't right no anyway it doesn't matter i think forbidden gets the point across it does it's not the word i was looking for but it works um th- i mean that's the whole joke um but it's <laughs> sean's face of just like cory uh-huh. <laughs> and then he's like where could we go where she wouldn't find us we go to the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. Well, first is Paris. Uh-huh. We go to Paris. That's the first place she would look. Uh, he's like the Three Stooges. How would that even work? <laughs> he and he, she, he <clears throat> goes. Actually, oddly, I don't think that would work. Uh-huh. Um, I don't see how that would would work. Um, yeah, they're talking. He's like, we need a place where we can go and talk about sports. And it's like, never have we ever seen you ever talk about sports or show any interest in sports after the basketball episode of season one. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like... I guess they went and watched baseball instead of studying in life lessons in season three. That's true. But that's about it. That's true. Underwear basketball in season one. Mm-hmm. But... Nothing Nothing else. else. No. The interest in sports has, has passed. This is not a, a sporting show. Um, but yeah, so And neither is this. We've established that. Oh, like this that one that we are This doing. one that we're making at this moment. Yes, it's not. Um, my girlfriend did tell me to name five football players, like current right now. Uh-huh. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Mahomes. She's like, what's his first name? I'm like, Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Oh, good. Look at Tom you. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is when I said. Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, no. Didn't have that I, one. I'm just naming quarterbacks at this point. I think Aaron Rodgers still plays. Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard? That's married? Not Dak Shepard. Dak Prescott. How do you know that name? He's a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Why? But I didn't know that. I mean, we play fantasy football every year. I at least know this much. <laughs> I, I don't, you I don't, don't pay any attention. You pick them for their names, Chance. Well, but Last year you said, I picked all my players because their names were the best. And you can't even remember them. No, I can't. There's one named C. Anderson. Don't know who he plays well, for. There you go. Um, no, I said uh, Tom Brady, uh-huh. Mahomes. And then she did the what's his first name. And I was like, I got another. I was like, Mister. And then I was like, the guy that Norman, Oklahoma basically worships. And she was like, she looked at me funny. And I was like, it took me a long time. And I was like. Baker Mayfield. Uh-huh. And Ugh, that guy. That's all I got. I, I cannot tell you another. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. <laughs> we further given evidence that we don't know much about sports. She asked me if I could name five sports teams, and I named ten. Just or Look football at you. Teams. I, I know my mascots. Uh-huh. The mascots are, that's the fun. The it's the pageantry. It's true. It is the pageantry. It's the story. I don't care about the players or the stats. I don't like that stuff. 
I want to know what fictional character is beating up what fictional character. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. If Is there a team called the Cavaliers? Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers of our basketball team. Okay, not Cavaliers. Uh, the Bengals. I want to know if a falcon beats a Bengal tiger. How? Claws its eyes out. Yeah, that's what I want to know. I don't, swoops in. I don't care about away. who threw a ball with arbitrary rules the best, or didn't throw a ball, or kicked a ball. I don't know. Ran with the ball. Those seem to be the options. Yeah. You throw it, you catch it, you run. Or you kick it. They hand it to you and you run. You kick it. And run. Mm-hmm. No Why do they not running, just kick every time? Because then you kick it, you're typically giving away possession. Well, yes, but like... If you get three points every time, and you stop them from scoring every time, like... It's just not... I mean, why would you get three points when you could get six and possibly seven points? Because that seems harder. You have to get it all the way down the field instead of like two-thirds of the way I down. Mean, field goal range isn't that far from the goal. Oh, in the Madden games, in the early 2000s when I actually played them... Kicking was super easy. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> well, of course, it's all video games. <clears throat> it's also very easy for me to overthrow a kingdom. Just get my sword and some potions. And I just go hit everybody with my sword and drink my potions. That's how it worked, though. Uh-huh. I did it. Because <laughs> uh, the video games. Because the video games. Anyway, Cinnabon. Cinnabon. And then... So they're having this moment, mm-hmm. and then who should come to ruin it? But Denifer. She's a ruiner, That's or someone who is deeply insulted by her Corey's boyfriend's sensitivity. <laughs> yes, by her boyfriend's best friend. Mm-hmm. If he just apologized, it'd be over. Well, we don't know that, but I mean, like, at least give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as far as we know, could be over. And she's like, "He's here, isn't he? Who? What he? <laughs> no one here." And she like is pulling books out, and Corey keeps like. Yes. Popping up in other holes in the in the bookcase. She mm-hmm. never sees him. Yeah, and he's like, see, told you he wasn't here. Okay, let's go to French. You feel so tense. <laughs> yeah. I'll sit behind you and rub your shoulders. And Corey looks wistfully. And he's like, I used to sit behind him. <laughs> to which I wrote, Corey never sits behind <laughs> yes. Sean. I was like, in Sean what? always sits behind Corey. <laughs> in what world has Corey ever sat behind Sean? No, it's never happened. Never not once. Never not once. Um, and then we get to him, uh, uh, Eric and Feeney, right? Uh-huh. That's the next scene? Yep. Um, Feen- Eric comes out and he does the Feeney call. Mm-hmm. A little more... Well, he only does it twice. Normal, but he does it more normal than the first time that he did it a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago. Because this was like, Mr. Feeney! A little more frantic. Yeah. And he's like, here, read my play. <laughs> and Feeney's like, no. It's a big play. It is. It's 400 words. 400 pages. Packed. Yes, 400 pages. Chicken pack. Um... And he's like, read my play. He's like, oh no. No, don't wanna. You know, this is where my my kind of like apprehension with this part comes in. I'm just like, I would be ecstatic to read a play that came from the mind of Eric Matthews. <laughs> I would be like, yeah, give me that thing, actually. I, <laughs> I, have to I know. want to read this. <laughs> like, I know it's not gonna be good. I know it's not gonna be interesting. But, like, writing 400 pages is really impressive. Well, Feeney's probably read a lot of pages that Eric's written in his life. But not a play. Yeah. Not something he, like, took passion on and worked on. I feel like as a guy who maybe views himself as sort of a mentor Mm -hmm. to Eric, just seeing him be excited about something, he could probably put a little bit more enthusiasm in what he's saying to him. Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, feed Eric's ego here, but, like, I'm just saying, like, writing for... Like, it would take forever 
if you were typing normally to write like my name is Stan, even with the, the key repetition, it would take forever to write it. Like he put thought and effort into this. Like let's what did he do? What did he put together? Let's, let's explore a little bit. But then he does open it. Well, he's like, this is from my cross-country road trip. And he's like, I was on the dusty, dirty highway. The hot wind howled like a kind of howling, hot, windy thing. Yes. You're like, 400 pages of <laughs> this. Oh, boy. <laughs> I... Mm, Maybe it's the bad movie lover in me, but I would just be... You definitely are a bad movie lover. I would be thrilled. I would just... Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. that, please. Yes, and... <laughs> I will take this into my uh, into my study and put a drink on my walnut credenza uh-huh. and enjoy this schmuck. <laughs> yes, I'm going to have a good time. Um, um, and then Eric produces... I got you a complimentary ticket. Yeah. And you can see Feeney like, oh no. He's like, you actually put thought and effort into this. I have to go. <laughs> I'd rather watch Eric perform it than read it. I Yes. Yes, please. Uh-huh. Give me both. Yes, and. Um, and then he's like, he, he looks at the ticket and he's like, $30? He's like, well, the matinee's $22.50, but I'll just... Let you know, I kind of hold back on those performances. Yeah. Like, well, I've seen you put a lot of thought and effort into this. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, would you got any friends who are like, play? Want to buy types. 50 or 100 of these? Uh-huh. Want to try to sell 50 or 100 of these tickets? <laughs> he's just like, oh no, this is something <laughs> I have to do. Uh, best of luck, and wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's the end of that scene. That's the end of that scene. Yes. It's just so... It's pure. It's innocent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Eric and Feeney mm-hmm. together. I think this episode goes out of its way to sort of highlight that relationship and sort of their interactions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see that several more times. Mm-hmm. Well, one more time. Not today. And I don't just mean in this episode. I mean oh, throughout yes. the series. We're yes. going to see that more. Um, and it's good. But then we cut to Corey is cooking... Yeah, he's baking up a storm, uh-huh. making a oh, a big meal, uh-huh. and then Amy is Amy impressed. Is impressed, thinking that he is making it for Topanga. Um, is what they're assuming because he's like, I said, dinner was at six thirty sharp, and at seven o two, and they're nowhere to be to be found. Um, and they're just like, well, it's okay, you know, they'll be here. And then you see Topanga knock on the door, and they're like, and she's here now. Yeah, and so she comes in, has a really good looking pie. Yeah, Topanga. Is a breath of fresh air in every scene she is in in this uh-huh. episode. Like, in I'm the glad very, she was here. Yeah, like in the very first episode or of scene, not episode, uh-huh. scene where she like, oh heck, I date her. Oh heck, I date her. She's a delight. Uh-huh. Um, in the scene where she's like classics, you know, old favorites. Uh-huh. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the high, and then in this one when Amy's like, you have no idea how much he loves you. You. Like, he's been working up a storm, and she just, like, accepts that, like, uh-huh, yeah, that is what you think. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry it's late, but I wanted this pie to be perfect for your big dinner. Uh-huh. And yeah, she's just like, he'll he'll show. Yeah. Like, don't worry. He's just like, I'll just stick my beef brochettes back in the oven until they're ruined. <laughs> he throws down the, <laughs> his apron. <the> apron. <laughs> and then the phone starts ringing. And Topanga, just like, are you going to get that? He's like, no, let him worry for once. 
<laughs> Which, why the parents aren't getting it. <laughs> uh-huh. They're still there. Maybe they had to run off to Eric's show. Oh, yeah. No, because time cannot work this way. <laughs> Eric and Corey's scene passed together. And we follow Corey for the next few days, but we follow Eric for the next several months. <laughs> no, because time is compressing. It's happening at the same time. How, but why? When nothing else interacts. We don't have to say that they're happening at the same time. The show leads us to believe that they do. I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind that because the singled out thing, maybe they were desperate. Filming on location is hard. Sure, maybe. There's no handsome guys in a big city like (laughs) Philadelphia. (laughs) Um, But like, I don't know. There's some way of disbelief that just like within the course of these two days for Sean's relationship, Eric rents a theater Sells tickets to that theater, writes 400 pages. Mm-hmm. He's a savant. <laughs> Guess he is. He's a playwright, if I've ever. Maybe they did have to run off to Eric's show. Maybe they're wearing the same things mm-hmm. and I just didn't notice. Yeah, I'm not really sure either, but I think it's happening at the same time. Um, but yes, the, uh, Sean's on the phone. He's saying, like. He's. He's in a sweater with a sweater tied oh, around his. Yeah, around his neck. They're at the. Um, the country why the country clubs so probably not the Y dress like that but the country club to play tennis mm-hmm. and Jennifer's on to them and she won't leave him alone yeah she he, she found his box of Cinnabon receipts <laughs> so this could be considerably a considerable time later and they're trying to get together mm-hmm. with Cinnabon or maybe they have been yeah they, and then she's she's caught them I told you to burn those <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> got me. That was so funny and I coughed. Corey gotcha. He did. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, and he's just not going to make he's it. He's like, I can't make it. We can't keep doing this. Well, he doesn't say that. He's just like, is that okay? Are you hurt? And he goes, I'm hurt. I'm not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to hang up and then they do it again. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm sorry, Corey. Um, oh, what does he say? He says, I'm sorry. And he goes, well, I'm sorry too, but I'm not hurt. <laughs> And and Topanga is sitting there watching that whole thing. Oh goodness, Topanga, the best girlfriend. Uh-huh. And he she gives him this really good speech about how like a best friend's important. Uh, he she always understood like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna stand in between you two. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's definitely true. Like I feel like in high school and in college and post college there's a really big emphasis on like romantic relationships mm-hmm. as like the ultimate fulfillment of you as a person mm-hmm. is having those but i think non-romantic friendships are possibly even like more essential yeah to some extent yeah or like so. equally important well I'd i say. mean gen x has the entire joke of like how do adults have friends <laughs> Uh-huh. Like you have your wife and your your family and your wife's family, and that's like that's like it, right? Mm-hmm. That just sounds horrible. Like I feel like you need those other relationships in your life, um, and those are just really important. Just yeah. no matter who you are, it doesn't have to be a ton, but I think you need other people like that aren't just like romantically linked. Agreed. Um, in order to be a fully realized person. Agreed. And Topanga understands that and explains, and he's like, "Well, what do you want me to do about it?" And she's like, "I want you to forget about dinner right here. Clean up." Which I want to eat Corey's beef brochette. I don't know what a brochette is, but it sounds delightful. He worked on them real hard. But anyway. And she's like, and go have dinner at Chubby's. The only place that exists. Uh The only place to eat out in our town. Go have dinner at Chubby's. 
He's like, what? And she's like, one hour. Mm-hmm. And he just does it. He's uh-huh. and so he then trusts her. He does. He says, okay, I'm going to listen to you. And then we cut to, look at me, look at me, a one-man yeah. show. Look at me, look at me, a one-man show where Eric is inside his own shirt. Uh-huh. So he's in a black turtleneck and it's pulled over him and you hear the a baby cry, like a smack, and then a baby cry, and then he pushes stop on the thing. He's like, June 24th, seventeen. 70 or 1978 and he starts pulling his shirt down i am born as he like stretches his head out of his turtleneck <laughs> i'm glad says, you're enjoying this because we have a problem what's the problem his birthday can't be in june why because it was very clearly during the school year when he turned 16 and got his driver's license with jason oh no <laughs> i'm glad you're enjoying it you shouldn't be. Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, gosh. What if we don't know Philadelphia's license laws? Did they specifically mention it's his 16th birthday? Yeah, it's his birthday episode. And his 18th birthday, stormy weather, clearly during the final semester uh-huh. at school. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you did a cuss. <laughs> you didn't even realize when you were watching? No, I was just like... I was just looking at the year, and I was like, I know 78's been the, yeah, we've the year hit. that we've mentioned all this time. Yeah. He's and, still the same age. Corey uh-huh. cannot Corey be... Corey is moving. Yeah. Corey can no longer be the class of 2000. Okay. What if Eric, as he's writing this, his real birthday is in, like, February. And as he's writing it, he's like, February 24th, 1978. Nah. That sounds dumb. <laughs> June 24th, 1978. There it is. There it is. That's a line. Now that's an opening line. <laughs> I can see that because he said, or my name isn't Eric Neil Matthews. Uh-huh. That's not your middle name. <laughs> I am willing to chalk this up to Eric's own stupidity. We're using our easy outs right now because soon we're not going to be able to. Uh-huh. But I am fine with saying this is just Eric being stupid. Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, I, when I heard that line, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So Eric's just dumb. <laughs> and he starts saying, like, this happened. John Paul I.I. is elected to be the new pope. Yeah, and a new uh, uh, dance <laughs> praise is sweeping the nation. He stands Which 78 up. is way too late for disco. He stands up and is striking that pose as a disco ball comes down. He says... Remember, remember. Did Saturday Night Fever come out in 78? Maybe that's what he's referring to. Hold on. I just love, remember, as the disco music is playing. Hold on, I need to look up when Saturday Night Fever came out. That was 77. It was the end of 77, so yeah. Yeah, he's probably referring to... It it, makes sense. It was December, because he does the the John Travolta pose. I mean, check it out. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, yeah, he was very intentional. So it must be Saturday Night Fever that he's talking about. Uh-huh. And it's just funny because when he says that and he strikes the pose and says, remember, and it cuts to the crowd and, like, a couple people get up and leave. <laughs> yeah. I... See, this is my problem. They're a loss of 30 bucks. Yeah. Or 60 bucks. There's a couple people. Yeah, it was a few people. So they paid to be there. But here's my problem. I would be enraptured. I would be like, like... What is happening right now? I would be like... No, tell me more, please. Like, it's like the movie The Room. Like, it's a train wreck, but it's just a beautiful train wreck. But, but how could, yeah, how could you not watch 
this idiot tell stupid stories. Like, him being up there, which I know I'm cutting ahead, but he's like, crossroads. Transition. Transition. He, like, points. I would be like, (laughs) yes. What's the secret meaning? This is not unlike, you probably never saw it, the movie Joker. He just, like, randomly dances throughout scenes for no Mm -hmm. reason. No, I never saw it. I don't care for it. A lot of people love it. I don't care for it. But he just, like, randomly dances in scenes for no reason. And then it's never talked about again. No one ever mentions it again. And it's it's kind of like that. You're just like, what just happened? Why? What does it mean? I just, I cannot think of a world in which everyone in that theater wouldn't just be, Yes. Tell me, tell me more. 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 <laughs> Adam Driver and Star Wars. More! More! <laughs> I uh, I mean, okay, so the room was 2003. So mm-hmm. maybe that's when we started developing the like, We really started appreciating this sort of like just complete. No, cuz I mean, theater of the absurd and things like that existed and Yeah. There there was some of that, but it was more Was Mystery Science Theater 3000 around or did that start in 2000? I'm not sure exactly when that started, but I feel like that sort of absurd avant-garde stuff had been around for a long time. Yeah, because I feel like this would this is like a bootleg version of Eric's one man show, especially with the Feeny cameo at the end. That would hit be on the internet right now. It would be sold on black market sites, like a low grainy, obviously recorded on tape version of that. I want it. Like there's make it. There's no world in which that is not super successful today. Like the minute the baby thing happens <laughs> and he like bursts forth, I am. And I would be like, oh, what's happening? And then he would go, remember, remember. I would lose it. I remember. (laughs) I would be like, (laughs) this is a comedy show. Oh, I want to see this show. Uh I want to be a part of this show. I want to give money to this show. Uh And then he's just like, in 1984, I poo-poo on a bus. No one likes me. (laughs) (laughs) I am... I'm in fifth grade again, and I do not know what cubby is mine. <laughs> Transition. Nap time. Crossroad. Transition. <laughs> he just does this weird pointing. <laughs> I just I think when he says nap time, right before they cut him off in the cold open, I would just stand up and applaud. Mm-hmm. I would just, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> I need more. But I, I, the audience that the non-weird... Very vanilla, basic audience that... They're not going to appreciate him and his genius. <laughs> well, well, I was going to say that Boy Meets World thinks is the normal person. <laughs> They're like, this would be so weird and stupid, right? Uh-huh. But me, a weirdo, I'm just A like, weird, stupid person like <laughs> us is here for it. Uh, I would be... Yeah. I we, the only two people that seems to be enjoying ourselves when we watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World in a full oh, theater. Gosh. No, really out there. I don't think we've told the story on there. Maybe we have. We were the only two in there. And, like, he gets up. I mean, it, was, like, it was a full audience. It was a full Yeah, it was audience. packed. Like, sold out. We were right in the middle of everybody. And, like, he gets up to do the pee bar. And a pee bar actually, or he, he's like, I gotta pee. And he goes to the bathroom and a pee bar comes up and it goes down as he pees. And we laughed. We're like, uh-huh. oh, that's funny. I specifically remember in the when they're doing Amp versus Amp. Yes. With the Katanagi that, twins. That was the big and one. And it's like the giant 
dragons come out and then they're playing their grunge rock and, and like the, the giant gorilla. gorilla comes and they're fighting and we're just like this is amazing <laughs> we were laughing we're just laughing we were having just having such a good time and i feel like the people around us were just like but you don't what? feel like that like afterwards when we stopped laughing i felt like people were staring at us uh-huh. like why were you that was so weird what's happening that was amazing and i was like that was incredible um, we were having a great time. Uh, I, I feel like people now appreciate Scott Pilgrim versus mm-hmm. I remember us laughing at the pee bar and no one else laughing. I remember when he grabs the one up. Uh, we, we both laughed and everyone else was pretty silent. And it's just uh-huh. like, come on, guys. What movie did you guys think you were going to see? Mm-hmm. Um, Some sort of romantic comedy. So it was... Yeah, so this is the kind of people we are, just for your information. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Eric's show is brilliant. It's a smash hit, <laughs> according to us. Uh, but other people don't seem to think so. Yeah. But then we cut to Chubby's. We cut to Chubby's. Um, Corey's with... in the back room. Mm-hmm. It's Topanga. Topanga's in there at this point. No, no, no. Not. Sean comes into Sean the back room. Sean comes in. He has a trophy for some reason. Yeah, I guess they, I guess they did so good at tennis. <laughs> they gave him a trophy? Huh. I've never seen tennis perform so good. <laughs> we need a trophy. You two are gorgeous. Have you're, a trophy. You aren't playing in a tournament or anything <laughs> deserving a trophy, but I'm going to give you one. He walks in and he's like, hey, Topanga, what do you want to see me about? He's like, I'm not the one who wanted to see you. And she walks away and he's like, and Corey walks in slowly. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know, they're act awkward. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, I know you guys don't get to see each other very often, so. Yeah, so she walks out. She walks out. Of a curtain that apparently exists. <laughs> exists. Why is that curtain there, Chubby? Uh-huh. Chubby, what you doing? I'm guessing for parties? I can see for parties. Like, so Did Topanga reserve the back room <laughs> of Chubby so that Corey and Sean could be reunited? I guess. She has a nefarious scheme she's cooking up here. She does. Um, and they're like, uh, well, we shouldn't be doing this, but I mean, while we're here, you want to play some stick? Uh-huh. I'll rack. I'll break. They go to do all that and they're kind of talking. It's like Corey's kind of talking about Sean's girlfriend. Yeah. How he just doesn't know what. He's, he's even like, I figure there must be something good about her mm-hmm. if you like her. Um, so yeah. he's kind of coming around. I think Topanga's talk to him sort of is is working for him. <laughs> and then and, Sean's and, like, it's hard to take you seriously when you have chalk on your nose. Yes. <laughs> yes. The chalk on his nose. And he's like, and Corey like barely taps at his nose. Uh, did which, I get it? Which makes me think he wanted Sean to get it. He wanted Sean to get the chalk on his nose. <laughs> which I think is the joke. Uh-huh. Um, and then Sean's like, here, let me get it. He's like, and then what should happen? Yeah. But the curtain pulls back again, and who is there but Jennifer? <laughs> and she's like, <gasps> and Corey <gasps> screams. Corey's like, ah! <laughs> like they were caught in the middle of an illicit affair. Uh-huh. And she's, like, I like, think illicit was what I was looking for. Earlier. Illicit's good. She's like, how did you know we were here? I received an anonymous phone call. On my cell phone. Yeah, she holds up her cell phone. But nobody knew we were here except... <gasps> Topanga. And then the curtain parts again and Topanga. Yes, it was I who made the call. <laughs> she needed to know that even her evil schemes cannot keep two great friends apart. <laughs> it was I who made the call. And then she's like talking and then she's like, 
hey, I'm talking to you up there. Yes. Talking to Jennifer because she's so much taller. Yes. Topanga. Um, odd note, like, odd segue. Next to Jennifer, Topanga looks so tan. Uh-huh. Like, Normally so she doesn't very... look all that tan. Yeah, but she looks very tan, especially next to Jennifer in this episode. I mean, Topanga always looks great, but it's great to have her in a bunch of scenes. She looks amazing mm-hmm. in this episode, she, and she's got that tan skin like a Honolulu honey. Like she's she's rocking it. Best so dressed, fine. best F O I N E, fine, fine. I'm just saying, best dressed, best hair. It's Topanga in this episode. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So <laughs> Sean is very funny when this reaction happens because Sean's like, Jennifer, what what are you doing here? Got an illicit phone. And then I find you here with him. What him? This this isn't Corey. This is This is Cake. cake. Which in this day and age, you remember the internet craze, I feel like about a year ago, where it's like a picture of something and then a knife comes and cuts it and it's just cake. <laughs> cake yeah. That's where my mind went. It's like <laughs> that's not where my mind this, I mean crazy. that wasn't a thing back then, but it's like, this is cake. <laughs> a piece and it's cake. <laughs> yeah, because that was a big thing for a year or so. This is cake. <laughs> This isn't Corey. This is cake. Well, obviously, it's not cake. Oh, poetry. I thought you said liver. (laughs) Obviously, it's not cake. Not the kind of cake you're used to. (laughs) Sean Sean is not my MVP for this episode, but he is so stinking funny. Agreed. Ryder Strong, come on the show. You're hilarious. Agreed. Um, Yeah, so she's like, I'm giving you an ultimatum, Sean. It's him or me. And... She gives him a big kiss. Uh-huh. And he's like, what do you got? Nothing that can top that. He starts to walk away, and John's like, wait. And then just kind of that moment of... Yeah. That... It can't make me choose between you or my friends. Yeah. You can't do it. And uh, just kind of tells her it's over. And she says, well, fine then. You're dumped, Sean. And he's like... He just looks at her, and she's like, did you hear me? You're dumped. And he's like, doesn't hurt as much this time. And then the best... Part of the whole thing happens. She leaves, and then the guys are just like, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. So what do we want to do? See you at school? See you at school. And they <laughs> both kind of, I don't know how, why they walk in different directions. I don't know where Sean's going. <laughs> then it just ends with Topanga, like, pointing at both of them and just like. Yeah, like, looking just flabbergasted. And it's a great piece of physical comedy uh-huh. from Daniel Fischel. Uh-huh. And it's, it's the topping on her performance uh-huh. for this episode. Like, Puts her hands together and just kind of smiles like these two knuckleheads. I love, though, when Corey's like, see at school? And he's like, and Sean's so wistful and happy. He's like, yeah, yeah, see at school. (laughs) Uh, And then that's the episode. And then we've already talked about the cold open. or uh, The close, the tag at the end. The tag at the end a little bit. Where the crowd is pretty much all gone. Mm -hmm. Eric's still kind of going, but then he sits down and Feeney's there. Mm-hmm. And Feeney's talking with him. Eric's like, my parents are even asleep. My life is meaningless. Gives him a nice pep talk. I'm just like... <laughs> Feeney never actually says, no, your life is meaningful. No, he never... He does say, though, in the play of your life, all your great scenes lie in front of you. Right. Which is not saying... Not saying that it matters or that your life up to this point has mattered. <laughs> You're exactly right. But you know, Feeney's not a person who's going to pull any punches. No, no, he is certainly not. He doesn't get paid to pull punches. 
it's just really funny because when he said that, I was like, but Feedy, that's not making him feel better about his life up to this point. Yeah. And he's like, so you're not going to tell me to quit acting and go get a college degree? It's like, I've told you to get a college degree 10,000 times. What about my acting career? Go get a college <laughs> degree. <laughs> this is the best college pitch that Feeney's made. Yeah. This is really funny. And the parents are watching and they're like, hmm, now this part's okay. Yeah. Those two make a great team. Um, and that's the episode. Uh-huh. That's the whole thing. That's it. It's full of laughs. It's full of ups and downs. Uh-huh. I don't feel. I, I don't know if there's ups and downs. I felt like a lot of up to me. Yeah. Th- yeah. Mostly up. I had a good time. I had a good time. What did you rate it, Mister Good Time? Hammer? I gave it a nine and a half. A nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Wow. I really had a good time. You were. You were. Loving it. I'm Mr. Good Time. Okay. I mean, I'm going to give it an 8. Mm-hmm. It's quite a bit smaller, but, you know. I mean, I enjoyed it. It wasn't meaningful to me. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, this is the start of where we're seeing kind of Corey and Sean transcending friendship. I don't know. Just being like really best friends. Yeah. On a, like a different level. Topanga's here. Yeah, she's great. Topanga's firing on all cylinders. Eric's whole thing is really funny. Um, yeah, I just feel like everybody everybody did really well. I would have given it a 10 if it had all been Eric's one-person show. <laughs> it was just a two-hour TV special of Eric. <laughs> Eric Matthews, look at me, look at me, a one-man show. <sighs> Michael Jacobs, guys, go make it happen. Go watch some bad movies. Bad movies are great. We live in an era where they're so accessible. It's true. Just go watch, Go type in The Almighty Thor. It came out the That's same one. year. That's a one. <laughs> I have to kill Loki. I can't kill Loki. I have to kill Loki. I can't kill Loki. At one point, he's like, I'm unarmed. And then like two scenes later, he suddenly has an Uzi for some reason. <laughs> uh-huh. Like the whole thing is he can't, he doesn't have the unbeatable hammer. That's all they ever call it. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, he goes to hell. I think. And forges. and forges a stronger hammer than the unbeatable hammer. Yeah, out of hell. Fire or something. Um, Go watch The Almighty It's so film. good. Transmorphers. There's just so many good bad movies. Go watch them. Uh, the Mega Sharks versus anything. There's one with Jaleel White. Uh-huh. There's lots of those. Did we watch Ah Zombies together? Oh, I love Ah Zombies. It's like a zombie movie, but it's told from the perspective of the zombies, and they don't realize they're zombies. Yeah, they think that uh, they think that the infection is infecting everybody else and making them really fast. Uh-huh. And they're, like, slowly deteriorating. Yeah. But in, the, in their minds, when it's coming from them, they look normal. Yeah. It's so good. They uh, are turned into zombies by uh, contaminated ice cream. Mm-hmm. That'll get you every time. Ah, oh, Zombies is such a great movie. Go watch it. Go watch it. Ugh, bad movies. What are you doing here? Listening to us. We're done. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight, mm-hmm. like I said. Um, We're not done. It's a good time. It's a good time. Um, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I don't think anything was great in it. Uh-huh. I just don't have anything bad to say about it either. So, like, so you gave it an eight. Right at an eight. A B. A B. What did you name it? Um, I mean, boy meets... That's a good Or one. hiss, probably, in writing uh-huh. form. In writing form, but yes. Boy meets... Boy meets... Mm-hmm. It's very good. I didn't write anything down for a name, but I like that one. Boy meets... Boy it only meets. happens twice in the episode, which, honestly, before this episode, that happened more, but uh-huh. still good. Yes, it's very good. And for the MVP, I said Topanga. Yeah. 
I mean, she's clearly the MVP. She makes everything happen. Everyone is a passive agent except for Jennifer and Topanga. Like, everyone just kind of lets things happen to them. Mm-hmm. Except for Jennifer goes after what she wants and Topanga goes after what she wants and Topanga wins in the end. Yeah, Topanga wins. Um, um, which, here's the sad thing. We're 12 episodes in and I think this is her first MVP. Award. It, oh, absolutely. She has been a non-presence this whole season. Even for Hair Today, Goon Tomorrow. I think it went to Eric. Oh, yeah. I did want to give it to Topanga, though. I remember. Yeah. Um, but yes, it did go to Eric because of the good-looking guy storyline, mm-hmm. which I would then create an entire episode of this show based around. Yeah, so. and it was great. Um, Critically acclaimed, as far as we know. Because <laughs> no one ever tells us hardly any feedback. It's true. Sure. We get... You guys are doing great a lot. Uh-huh. So... So I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. This isn't a criticism of you. No, Our this listeners. is a criticism of us. We just don't seem to do anything well uh, or enough to uh, get any sort of <laughs> feedback about it. This is us begging you. Please say something. Say something. Except besides, I heard you do a cuss. Yeah. Thanks. Redacted. <laughs> redacted. I liked the beep sound you used on my redacted. That was good. Yeah. I thought it was this last week that that came out. Huh? Mm-hmm. That came out this last week. Boop. Um, yeah, this is a great episode. Go watch it. Um, got some very classic Boy Meets World relationship drama, Mm -hmm. which is just as much of a part of Boy Meets World as, like, the, they're learning a lesson in school that relates to real life. Maybe even more. I'd say even more. But for some reason, people only remember the, like... The life lessons. Yeah, which is really only season two. Like, season two is the only one that really leans yeah, on. season two hits it pretty hard. Yeah, they're reading the Scarlet Letter. Yeah, much to do about nothing. Much to do about nothing. Um, uh, grapes, grapes of Wrath. Wrath. Like, that season does that a lot. But, like, it really isn't... Yeah, there's, it's not too much. I think we might see more of it as they're with Feeny more, but not a ton. Not a ton more. Because we get really into relationship drama pretty much from this point forward. Um, I think... If memory serves, which I could be wrong, because all of this is, like, how I feel the show's going to go. Like, not, like, upon examination. Because a lot of things change upon examination. Um, I didn't like stormy weather. That was a change upon examination. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we're going to get a lot more Topanga from this point forward. A lot less of the parents. And it's going to really just lean into that relationship drama. Mm Mm-hmm. I think big time. Yep. We got, um... Uh, the Pittsburgh episode. I'm blanking. Long on the walk to Pittsburgh. Yeah, we got the long walk walk to Pittsburgh uh-huh. coming. We're up. like halfway through the season, mm-hmm. or so. I think it's it's going to ramp up from here with kind of the relationship side. Yeah, just relationship drama after relationship drama. Unfortunately, I think Sean is kind of done being a main character in his like home life, uh-huh. for better and worse, because that just means no Verna. Yeah, no Verna. But also, it's interesting when. You deal with those things. It's just odd to think how much of like a turning point this episode kind of is when you really sit back and think about it. Because this is really what Boy Meets World is going to be going for. At least like I feel like it is. Again, I don't know for sure. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. we got some really iconic episodes coming up. Time will tell. We've got to figure out what the heck we're doing for the episode where we got our name and uh-huh. our opening I have a gimmick. guest. Yeah, we do. We have a, good, we, we have a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a good time. Whatever happens is what's going to happen. I didn't, I, I didn't know that we'd ever get to that episode, but here we are. Here we are, getting closer every every day. Um, these are just my musings on our podcast uh-huh. that I'm doing for you listeners. Yep. Um, if you want to muse on our podcast, you can do so at BG World Fever on Instagram or Twitter uh-huh. or BGWorldFever at gmail.com. Yeah, either one of those. Just share your thoughts if you have thoughts. Your musings, what your favorite muse song is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
me personally, I like... Uh, I'm really blanking on any Muse songs right now. Yeah. Muse is more of a vibe band for me. I don't uh-huh. like listen to the singles. Yeah. I know I had some friends in college that really liked Muse a lot. And I was like, good for you guys. Madness was one. Oh, yeah. Madness I like that one. one. That's pretty good. It's almost like a, a more bandy, rocky, savage garden in my mind. Huh. <laughs> I'm betting no one's ever made that comparison <laughs> with Muse. Well, now they have heard it at least. Savage Garden, the first CD I ever bought with my own money. Mm-hmm. Carmen the Cat was the first CD I ever owned. Oh, that's exciting. I think the first CD I remember buying was NSYNC, No Strings Attached. Oh, wow, that was late. Uh-huh, I always had cassette tapes before that. I had always had cassette tapes, but I got a CD player and, like, some hand-me-down CDs. Uh-huh. I think I was a late adopter. But, yeah, NSYNC, No Strings Attached. Anyway, I think we're about done here. Oh, we are. So we want to say thank you to Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. Um, you can find the link to the video that the song is from in the description of the episode. And from that link, you can find all of his other wonderful work. Thank you again, Dizzy. Yeah, always thankful for you. Uh, we've already plugged the social media. Um, I will plug um, Rate Us. We're never going to pay to, uh, to advertise this because it's just something we're doing for fun. Uh-huh. Um, so if people are going to hear it, we need ratings. Rate it. Tell a friend. Yeah. The best thing you can do. Um, I've been tweeting a lot lately about S Club 7. He really has. More than anyone ever would. If you would like me and Tanya from uh, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World to do a S Club 7 podcast, tweet at us. Um, Yeah, Boy Meets World and S Club 7. It's a Venn diagram made in heaven. Mm -hmm. S Club 7 made in heaven. S Club 7 made in heaven. I'm trying to check and see if we've got any listener mail, and I don't think we do. We did get someone um, at the Morse code 59. Sure. (laughs) Sorry. It's a great... We don't need to be judgmental (laughs) of someone's Twitter handle, Chance. I'm sorry. It just threw me off. I'm guessing your last name is Morse. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, They did say, um, a wonderful listener, they've reacted to a lot of our stuff so thank you very much um they did say that whenever they watch the abuse episode they get uncomfortable and skip it or no the turkey day episode the turkey day episode um which i definitely agree with um and then um at agent silva um sent us a tweet about um wrestling uh, wrestling yes um he said that Kenny Omega is not American, he's Canadian. So I guess we brought up that wrestler during that episode. And by that I mean Justin did because... Because <laughs> I just don't know. Um, he says that his move would be called Poetic Justice, a reverse TKO. He also says the cam slam I could see being a simple crossbody block. Um, so he's a big wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Mankind is on season six, maybe we should... Float some questions his way. <laughs> Please. Tell us anything. Inform us. We know absolutely nothing. Just a bunch of bunch of idiots. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to get those tweets out there. Um, we didn't address them last week. Uh, and say thank you guys for listening yeah. and uh, tweeting at us. So we don't have no feedback. Yeah. We have some feedback. Some yeah. faithful, dedicated listeners. Yeah. And I can definitely see the uh, Turkey Day episode being uncomfortable when uh-huh. you know about the Rwanda genocide. Uh-huh. And just in even not knowing about that just is like really uncomfortable. Yes. Just like everyone's acting really not good. 
Yeah. Mm, disgusting. But that's the episode. Yeah, there it is. Once again, we've done it. Do you have anything else? Nope. I just wanted to check Twitter because I had a feeling we had a reaction or two. Mm-hmm. All so. right. So then from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. When this boy meets world.